0: What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Movie. This is episode number 388. My name is Steve, one of the co-hosts, and as always, I'm joined by Ron and John. It's been a bit, guys. Uh yeah, we've had great. a little bit of a lull uh Oof. in in episodes here, but uh it's And we were good. about to have another lull if we didn't if
1: we didn't make this happen tonight. <laughs> hey, so, yeah. you know. Make
0: it make it happen and yeah. and and that we did, and it's good to see you guys and I'm glad we could get together to finally do Ronald's pick for required viewing. It's, it's been just hovering. We've given every, it really was just us giving people more time to watch it Yeah. on all of the available platforms that you could watch it on. Or to watch uh, it
1: right away and then process for a little while. Yeah, yeah. sit with
0: it. Uh, but yeah. yeah sit with this
1: one for a while. I want you to sit with this one on your own for a little while. <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll get to that in a Good second. We're going to do eat, the required viewing uh, Ronald's pick for Eden Lake. We're going to talk a little bit about the first, uh, I guess, couple episodes of the new apple tv uh plus series the changeling starring keith stanfield um and then you know i think we all finally saw well john had seen it a while ago but i think we all finally saw barbie so maybe we'll have a little barbie conversation towards the end um of the podcast and then i don't know that'll be a podcast that'll be the episode i think um but yeah ronald eden lake you want to remind us about this film why you picked it yeah man jump into the conversation
2: the 2008 James Watkins Hoodie Core movie. Hoodie Core. Hoodie yeah. Core. <laughs> I'm glad crazy. you said that. <laughs> I read that and I was like, "Man, that's a genre of scary movies with with hoodie kids." A hoodie Star- horror. horror.
1: Ho- hoodie Core. Hood- uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Hoodie Core. Hoodie horror. I've seen many variations, but this is the 2008 movie. Um, yeah, it it it's a it's a bag of disturbance starting. Kelly Riley, Michael Fassbender, um, Jack O'Connell, Finn Atkins. This one is disturbing. And I'm I'm glad it's so bleak. I'm glad that I took the time that we took the time, the weeks that it took for us to record this, (laughs) this 388, because man, was this a rough one? I I keep hearing, I kept hearing this one as a one that like, man, you want to, you want to get freaked out. You see Eden Lake, you know, you sit around in the dark and you watch this movie. And this is a movie that could only have affected me so much as an adult. I don't know if I would have, as a 20 year old, early adult, I don't know if I could have processed this to say, I'm like, oh, these scoundrels, even even
0: more, even more so as a parent now. Hell Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Exactly. It. As, a parent, I, I, as a- I would say that's the thing from when I, I remember seeing it around when it came out and Ooh. haven't since then. Obviously now I have kids and watching it for this episode, it was, you know, I, I felt the same way I felt about it when I first saw it, but it, it definitely was another lens mm. to watch this movie, especially the third act of the movie uh, when the parents come into play. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was interesting rewatching it through that new newly acquired lens that you know that is my life now and all of our lives but uh but yeah i don't know i didn't mean to interrupt you i just no 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 no, i think
1: it seems like we all may have had a similar uh thought process at least at some point because i had the same thought oh i I, i'm so glad i'm going to be talking to two other dads or two other parents Mm. after seeing this movie because it does like you do put yourself in the shoes of of course the protagonists are the most relatable characters in the thing and but you you recognize what they're up against at the especially at the end throughout the movie i'm wondering like how is this going to look yeah when, like i always think like if the police were to pop in and sort of save the day at any point yeah. how would this look what would this yeah, look right. like was happening and i think the movie gives you an, an unusually nightmarish version of of the scenario where of, of how it could be received, you know, like yeah, this is yeah. a terrible situation to be in at the end of this movie. Um, but I do think that the, that's just thematically, just that idea. It's like, it starts to creep up on you right when you're starting to get these kind of satisfying beats of like retribution and kind of vengeance. And you're sort of happy she's getting her. Well, I won't say too much, but you're happy to see one of the protagonists get their licks in, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I think that like that feeling is sickening because this movie is sickening, but you do, there was a point about two thirds in where, where Nikki, I watched it with Nikki and she doesn't normally watch this kind of movie. She said, what is this movie? Give me a little log line on it. And I said, well, it's not a story about two yuppies that go out to a remote area and have a great time. Because <laughs> yeah. she was she was like watching the couple driving off together. And I said, But I won't I don't want to say too much more about it than that. And then she was watching it and about two thirds in, she said, I have a feeling this is not going to give me a very satisfying feeling at the end. And yeah. I said, uh, oh, you know, and then there's a moment that was kind of satisfying. I said, Well, that moment's yeah. pretty satisfying. She's like, Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. And it's like that one's pretty satisfying. And I knew the whole time it's like, I know she's gonna end this movie kind of being like and she was she was like pissed, she was like walking around going like, "Well, no, I'm in a bad mood that- yeah. <laughs> um I get and, it. And, and and I think that like I don't know i i i think that is that is a totally valid, and to me i funds the wrong word, but that is a totally like uh um <clears throat> i don't know uh worthwhile movie going experience to have a movie that leaves you feeling the way yeah, that Nick yeah. felt, you know, but I also think that um there is a question sometimes where you're like, why did I put myself through that? And I really got into like, what is the movie trying to really leave us with? And that final yeah. image of the kid with the sunglasses Man. is very much like, that's what it's trying to leave you with. And I think there's all kind of good, creative stuff you can read into that but there's also some interesting like social shit you can read into that because this I said to Nikki like do you think the theme of this movie is that like and I'm not saying this is what I think but I'm saying this movie seems to be saying like aren't working pla- working class people terrible <laughs> 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 like isn't everybody aren't blue collar folks just a bunch of like it there is this weird thing where there's nobody in that world that seems to care about what we could see as like the moral thing that's happening. And then I looked into yeah. it and I saw there were some critics who criticized it as being like a class warfare kind of jab that suggests that poor people or that just rural people or whatever are all evil. And it's like, I don't really think that's the way this movie no, feels, but uh, I do think by like blurring the lines between what we normally think of as like a horror scenario, like say Texas Chainsaw or something, you know, which has a similar arc to it where it's like, you just go into someone's territory and then you're fucked. Right. Th- that has like, a, you know, they're heightened. This is so grounded and so believable that it does yeah. feel like this could be anywhere. And this could be happening any 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 town. So yeah. I think that I think there is an interesting thing where I did ask myself, like, is this movie trying to say anything about youth? Or is it about trying to say anything about a certain kind of mindset, this kind of uh, enclave, these people who would say, we're not going to call the cops. We're not going to let outsiders come in and mess with our shit. Like there is something the movie may be trying to say. I don't know that I got a clear message, but I know that that last image is so chilling to me of just... Of, of who we're left with at the end there and the circumstances especially what he does with the phone um you know it's just one of the most evil endings of a movie I've seen yeah. in a while a lot of a lot of movies we watch that are bleak still let you off the hook a little bit more than this one does this is just it's brutal yeah yeah um I know, what do you guys think about all that social social critique stuff do you think the movie's trying to take a stand on anything or or with a message or do you think it's really just like this is a compelling grounded scenario and you can the, the reality of it is what makes it so effective
2: uh I'll, well i'll i'll first say that i know this population of people they have no race it's just like a very like keep it keep it in the community but also like anybody who represents anything different is an enemy um i think i think i think as a person i'm a pretty positive person and yeah. i'm and i have to say this when i see things like this come up it's are fake it's that's that's fictitious bullshit that people like to put in movies to make themselves feel better sure the law comes around and helps people sometimes but a lot of the times there's a lot of awful people villains sometimes live forever you need to know that as a person (laughs) you need to know that a villain sometimes will do the thing and then act like they didn't do the thing you know, you you have to know these things about the world. Doesn't mean that the world isn't beautiful, and there are there aren't kind people that will help you. But you have to understand that this version of people exists to sometimes steer clear because they had a million signs that kind of said like maybe we should get the fuck out of here. You know, and and sometimes yeah. you have to make those adjustments. Yeah,
1: Ronald, I I I I, I was thinking this is uh, uh, boyfriend decisions I wouldn't make the movie. <laughs>
2: It's green room. It's green room, <laughs> but it, it it's, it's less obvious that it's green room at first. Like the, the walls close in a little, the, the walls are a little bigger. Yeah. But when it closes in, it's like this, what can you do?
1: Well, I was sitting there. I could tell Nikki was getting so agitated. I was like, Nikki, I would have let that go. I would have moved to a different beach. I would have said, let's camp I someplace fucking, else. I would have. I would have. I would have said, you know what? They stole our car. Let's just walk away. I mean, there's so many points where I would have yeah. said, this is stacked against us. Even if it seems like maybe, and th- and this is where I'm getting into that kind of more horror scenario. There's a moment where you go, could could they have done anything to get out of this situation? Like, I don't know. But definitely, what happens around the campfire changes changes the the level of what is a, is about to happen or at least it 100%. seems it, it accelerates it but i 100%. wonder like do you ever wonder that in a movie like this like if they had yeah, just kept yeah. walking in the other direction like would they have just gotten to the road and they would have gotten home and everything would have been fine or or would it never have been you know what i mean it, like yeah. it, was it was it already happening because the yeah, the guy yeah. the kid i forget brett the main the yeah, main Brad. gang member bully um he was he was you know that guy is he kind of walks away with the movie almost literally at the end, but as far as yeah. like his character kind of driving what's happening in the movie. um, I wonder if he would have been happy just to steal the car and the phone and the wallet, yeah. or if like at that point he was already locked on to like, you know, destroying these people.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I feel like that character, like the whole movie, Brett specifically, like it's just like really looking for a reason to escalate every situation and whether it's him or the gang around him, that is driving that or the actions of you know steven or um what's her name in the movie Ginny, Um, Ginny, like or or whether they kind of incite the reason to take it up like with the dog or whatever i just feel like you know that performance is so so good because like you're you can just kind of feel that kid waiting for like a green light to just be worse yes (laughs) and and i feel like especially when you get into the third act with the parents um you kind of see that like what's the word like i i don't want to say that they that, that they just see nothing but green lights but i just feel like <clears throat> you know when when the parents come into play you can see like how easily they can manipulate the situation yeah. to to be oh, i'm just a kid you know like even though i'm a i'm a i'm a human being like inflicting pain and killing people and it's just like they kind of they kind of prey on even if they argue with their parents and they hate their parents or like they rage against their parents or whatever, like when they need to, it's like, I'm still just a kid. And that's when the parents kind of come in and take over. And like, you see where this is like trickling down from. Yeah. Right. No, I
1: was was wondering if that's where you were getting to it. Cause I was thinking like the main thing that I see there is like, I see how this kid is the way he is. Yeah. And what you said, too, though, the other point is very big, just that as a parent, you're like, you know what, dude, I'm going to, if you want to... I mean we could all be a uh, Han Solo getting jabbed by Kylo Ren. You know what I mean? We would yeah. all take that walk out there and we would all yeah. try if that was our son, that was our daughter standing there, we would all try to to believe in them and to trust in them and yeah. to like we would totally be foolable. I I'm, I mean if I'm going to go down as a sucker and it's for my son, that's probably you know, okay, I'm not, I have nothing to protect myself against that. But what, yeah. the, but the other side of it, which is that then you can see this kind of crazy bullying behavior and this hotheadedness that's trickling down. No, it, it was, it was almost, yeah. I mean, it was almost too much for me when it got to the end. Cause it's just like, you know, it's, she. This it's so stacked against her and there's that brief second where you think, oh, this might be that the, you know, this might go there's might there might be some disagreement here about what to do about her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do what to do about Jenny. And then when it's like they're kids, everyone's saying they were just kids. And then she's then you realize that saying they started it doesn't it's like even though I'm a big believer in, I like to know who started it. I, people always have said, it doesn't matter who starts it. And I'm like, no, it totally matters to me. It really it matters. matters. It, tell me it's, more. It matters so much. But not in this situation, <laughs> not being a grown up talking about kids. It was like the most kid-like thing she could have said. Oh, they started exactly. it. You know, Um, and uh, but yeah, you, 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 you do like to see that that come up in Zark that you're talking about, Ronald, that you do often get. And I I think, I wouldn't say it's complete bullshit. What I think is that, what did somebody say? That like a happy ending only works if that's where you stop the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. The happy ending, it's like you have to like, run the other way real quick and not think about like what comes next what comes <laughs> yeah. the next day like as um uh I you know like uh george r r martin always said about lord of the rings aragorn like what are his policies as king that make everything so great for the king you know like the, the stories never get into that shit you just know okay he's the king yeah. we like that so i kind of think that like I kind of think that, you know, the, the inverse of that is the story like this. And we always talk about it. I feel like I bring it up with a lot of horror movies of just like knowing when to end, knowing when to go to black. And I feel like it's a horror movie ending, but something about ending on the kid gives it this, like, I don't know, like I said, there's something kind of culturally, there's something about his dead-eyed expression and and, yeah, yeah, for and sure. the fact that he's like putting on it, he's already kind of, you can see where he lives, even beyond what you were saying, Steve, he lives in this world with this, yeah. this, with his family. With, who might be all hotheads and escalate situations or whatever. But he also clearly is in some kind of media-inspired world of, like, wanting to be cool and maybe even wanting to be the guy he just destroyed, you know? Yeah, totally. Anyway. Mm.
2: That's heavy, man.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. No, this was a, this was... I mean, this was... <laughs> Uh, this was a i it was not a pleasant well for for not a 90 a minute watch movie it all. this is like the least brisk 90 minute movie I've ever
2: watched. <laughs> I, I felt every piece of that 90 minutes and i was
1: enjoying it too no yeah I it's just, really well done really well done yeah i, just, I was
2: i was ugh, cringing so,
1: so when she got down in the like uh rotting trash Mm -hmm. you know like container why did she have to get her face down in it i guess when the guy went to open it she thought she had to completely yeah yeah she thought she had to submerge herself because i thought when she came out i was like that's a little overkill you could have just like you know gone down to the waist in there but um, anyway um no that part was super gross there was some really disgusting the the part where she had the thing in her foot is oh yeah yeah
2: Damn. So, what's
0: who's who's the next pick, Steve? It's you. As I was gonna say, it's me. Wow. I should have. I, I, I always question whose turn it is, and I was like, "Shit." So, yeah, I, I never really planned for this, but I mean, I'm looking through my list here, and I think that there was a theater. There was a movie that just came out this late, like late summer, that I kept hearing nothing but amazing things about, and it was at a couple of the festivals uh, earlier in the year, but um, I think it's coming out on demand. So it would be coming out next week on, I think the 14th or the 15th. And it may even be on streaming on, on Hulu, but I know it's going to have some sort of digital release on the 14th. So I guess next Thursday, Friday area, but this is a movie that came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, I'm sorry. Late later this summer, uh, starring Ben Platt, uh, Molly Gordon, Amy Sedaris. It's called theater camp. Mm. And um, I've heard nothing but amazing things. Uh, the trailer's Same. great. Um it's just it's basically about the staff at this rundown theater camp in New York, and they kind of come together uh, to kind of keep the camp afloat, basically, to kind of create okay. this effort to kind of keep the, the the camp going. But I've heard the music's great. Performances are super fun. And it's very funny. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have a chance to see it in theaters. It had kind of like not the not the best release, at least where we are here. I know it was at one of the theaters by me, but I, I just, you know, I didn't I didn't get there in time. It was sometime in July when it was released. But um, it looks like uh, September 14th, it'll be on Hulu. So if you have a Hulu or if it's coming out as a digital on demand, uh, if you want to rent it or buy it, it'll probably be out around the same time. Um, but yeah, this is called Theater Camp. So we'll be doing this um, not next week, but the week after. So the, what is it? The 22nd, uh Friday the yeah. 22nd. Um, so that'll be the one that we go through for that week's episode. So you'll have a week or so to check it out if you want to watch along with us. But um. But yeah, this was a, this is a a little bit of a sleeper movie this summer that again, did, did, did fairly okay, um, for the release it had and, but it had great reviews and a lot of the cast. I love the one guy that was from the first season of American Vandal, uh, the, the, who drew the dicks season, uh, the, the, that, that dude, the, the, the guy, that season, that guy, he's, he's he's in this movie. Like he's so good in, in a lot of what he has been in that I've seen him in and, uh, he jumps out in the trailer, so I'm excited to see him in this. But yeah, theater camp that'll be next week or the next looks episode. Very very funny, like just
1: looks very like open hearted and sweet and funny from the. And I'm trying,
0: yeah, I'm coming off Eden Lake, and I'm going to say, let's just kind of upswing Thank this. Thank you. We're going let's to go. go. Let's go
1: out to a rural, remote area
0: and have a different experience. You know, yeah. yes, let's this other right. side of the pillow, guys. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, theater camp next episode. Okay. Thank um, you, man.
2: Thank you yeah. for cl- cleansing the palate.
1: Yes, there it is.
0: There it is. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Um. So what's next? Let's talk about talk about cleansing watched- the
1: palate. Let's talk about the light and frothy show, The Changeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, I said that was the next episode. We're not out right. of the woods <laughs> yeah. yet. With, yeah. With, yeah. With oh this my god. Thrilling. Well, we're out
1: of the woods, but we're in New York City. But we're it's in New York a- City. Sorry. Yeah. 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 But It's a spooky version of New York City. Yeah. Um. I just want to come off saying that this is a series based on uh the book The Changeling by Victor Laval, who is great. People should just read his books. He's he's okay. fantastic. And he was given um an unusual amount of uh creative input. Like he was given input oh, on wow. all the all the scripts. Wow. He was um he was uh, uh al- allowed to visit the set whenever he wanted to and he narrates it. That voice of the narrator is, is the author. Yes. That's, That's cool. really cool. And if you see pictures of Victor Laval from you know a few years ago, uh, he was dressed, he had the little hat. He was dressed basically like Lakeith Stanfield's character in the movie. And he said this movie was this well, the book or the I can't movie, the show. Yeah. Um uh he said that this book he started writing it when he started when he caught himself doing all these crazy things as a father like overthinking the diet and reading all this stuff mm. and going on going on uh, you know uh, online groups and chats and stuff that he realized he was kind of going off the deep end as how seriously and, you know, how much effort he was putting into being a dad. And he said that it was like the perfect kind of inspiration for this kind of story. And I felt like, again, talk about as a parent looking at the kids and what they do in Eden Lake, I thought the same thing yeah. about talking about this show with you guys. It's like, this is a there's, there's a lot of motherhood in this show, too. And I think in the episodes we've seen, we haven't quite seen the full gamut of what the mother's stories are. But right, I right. think just as a dad, I, I relate a lot to Lakeith Stanfield's sort of... <laughs> The way he's handling it, like, (laughs) you know, he's doing a great job, but he's also maybe not doing everything right. I don't know. I just think it's a really, uh, I just think it's a really interesting, I, 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 I like him. I like him in this role. Um, I think the characters on this show might be the strongest thing about it, that there's just a uniqueness to the the, the world and the characters. But I, I don't know how much it's going to deviate from the book. The book gets really crazy. I think the show has room to get pretty crazy. Uh, what do you guys think, not, you know, not knowing where this is going, how do you feel about uh, the first – I watched the first three because the first three uh, come out uh, today, the day this podcast comes out. Um, after that, I think it goes weekly or maybe two a week or something like that. Um, yeah. But how'd you feel after your first dose? I mean, it was yeah, Ronald. It's, it's
2: a first and foremost, a beautiful show. I mean, that's the that's. You know, the version that was no offense, Apple, the version you give us doesn't quite look like the one that comes on the on on the actual <laughs> Apple TV. Right. Plus. Love you guys. Yeah. But I know you don't want to just give us the highest quality version. People bootleg them like crazy, but even with the little portion that we have, it looks gorgeous. It's a gorgeous looking show. Um, Acting all around is, is incredible. Um, I, I don't know if I was ready for how sad it got. I watched it with Aaron who Mm. is, you know, a mom, a year and a half in, and I could, I could tell that there were parts where she was just like, I know what this is. <laughs> you know, it's like that part, that portion where sometimes you need. It's it, it's a hard thing to talk about, but um, they talk about it on uh, not Tenant. What's the other uh, Christopher Nolan movie? The Spinning Top, right? Sometimes you Exception. need a thing yeah. in in reality that lets you know that you're aligned with reality, right? And sometimes yeah. when you when you're pre when your people around you aren't really giving you some assurance that you're not going crazy you could you could fall really oh quick. man
1: there's such a disconnect between them over those texts yeah and yeah. it is so you could not get yourself out of that situation ever Yeah. Like, neither one of them can understand what's happening. You know what I mean? That could happen once and nothing else weird could happen in your marriage. And that could drive a wedge between you. Because there's that moment where, like you said, Ronald, yes, a woman is feeling vulnerable and like no one's believing her. And he is looking at every bit of evidence he has in front of him. And he's trying to do and say the right thing. And it amounts to not believing her, you know? Yeah and yeah. it's incredibly hard. Like I agreed that that was incredibly sad. I felt that rift because they it had such a so sweet sad, romance man. that I was so sad to see like here's something that she's not going to ever be able to get past the way that he yeah. Like or at least not naturally. She's not going to easily get past 100%. him based like oh take some pills for that, you know.
2: Yeah. The romance was so beautiful, man. Like seeing him kind of come back to the library and you know, they had this chemistry. She's obviously beautiful. And he's like the most handsome dude with an incredible voice. And he's only 32 years old, which makes no sense that he feels like this very lived in person. His eyes
1: are the the killer. (laughs) Because if you notice, there's one shot, maybe, I don't know if it was in the second or third episode. I don't know how far you got, but there's one shot that's like a distant shot of him that's framed like in the corner of a shot. And it's just an, an interesting shot. And he's looking up and i swear even though his eyes are like little dots on the screen they're so expressive even at that distance he he can do this thing where his eyes get wet and he kind of flutters yeah. his eyebrows it's like a laKeith move so one day someone'll do a supercut of the laKeith uh, eyelid <laughs> eye flutter but like um uh i no i just i think yeah there's something he brings to that character and she's amazing like i she's i don't really know incredible. i know people know her from letterkenny i don't really know that show yeah. very well but i thought she was just had a real like offbeat energy to her and even her walk everything about her has got this kind of very uh, it, it really helps the characters pop as I was saying the fact that they feel so distinct and I did like seeing their their sparks that kind of flew like I liked him saying one of your eyes is bigger than the other and she's like oh my god I can't believe you said that and he was like no I mean it in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> that is a compliment. <laughs> You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And yeah, and they do they do play it close. That whole idea of him continuing to kind of badger her into dating him, they own up to how like this could be seen as creepy or it could be seen as stalking. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like in cinema language, we understand that that can also mean there's a spark and And we find out why she's not giving into it later. It's because she's about to move, you know? So she wasn't like, she wasn't actually not giving him a little encouragement. She was just not able to say yes. Um, No, that was, that was very, very uh, uh, well done. The little romance, but yeah, watching
0: it going, I know how bad this is going to get real fast. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Steve, what'd you think? No, I mean, I'm in obviously, like, I think, you know, I've only, I only watched the first two, uh, but Um, Yeah, I mean, the standout definitely is the two leads. I'm not, I I do know her. I've seen a couple episodes of Letterkenny, but I mean, Lakeith is just like, you know, one of the more consistent, you know, even when stuff that he's in is maybe not that great. He's always the standout or at least something that is is very easy to, you know, enjoy. Uh, But yeah, this is a great start to a series. It it is kind of one of those, uh, you know, secret or what's it what do they call them uh A puzzle, puzzle box yeah. yeah puzzle box you know series which i'm, I'm or always, mystery
1: box maybe is what they call it
0: yeah i'm always game for that um you know i'm kind of curious uh where the show goes and whatever it is like eight to ten episodes you know if it's kind of like if there's enough story there for that because it does feel like yeah even early on in the series it feels like something that uh, would would be, would be set up to be like a multi-season kind of show, mm-hmm. uh, or could be at least if that was the motivation. I mean, and I'm yeah. not familiar with the source material, so. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the start to kind of, and you know, something else I really loved. I mean, especially in the first episode, um, like the 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 way that they kind of handle <clears throat> the, the the jumping around in time, like kind of going to talk about his parents and her parent. You know, just you see these like these small scenes or sequences where you get like little pieces of information and you know about his dad's background and like you know the name the the naming of him and you see like it's just it's just a really kind of like nice amount of time just it's it's just about the right amount of time to spend in a flashback not involving the character directly that we're with in real time Mm -hmm. you know which is like and i thought that it was all handled really well so if that's something that you know continues through the series i'd be curious like how that kind of fills in Uh, especially like with the missing you know the disappearance of his father i think that stuff is really interesting and where that goes further in the series but yeah i mean again like apple i mean they make great looking shows man and like really kind of compelling stories with great actors actresses performances um and this had a really great like trailer you know too so i hope i hope people kind of check this out and give it a shot like john said the first three episodes come out when this episode drops on, on friday the 8th but yeah i'm excited to watch i i again i always say like with some of these series that we get access to you know as thankful as i am that we get it i'm just like how far do i go ahead of this because i I eventually if i have to stop and wait for something you know that's kind of that's kind of where i was at like with the after party up until recently it's just like you know how do i get through this series and then wait three or four right right or or a month or two to to be able to finish it but that that's a that's a i guess a good problem to have but yeah i mean I definitely was digging it uh, for the first two episodes. Uh, Huge fan of Lakeith. And I love seeing him. Yeah. uh, Especially in this kind of stuff, like a little uncomfortable, you know, like horror. He's so good at it. He really is. I mean, then you're talking about that look in his eye, like even the poster for the series. Like if you if you look at the IMDb page or like the wiki, like the poster of him holding the baby, like the way he's kind of like looking up, like just that that look he's got like he's yeah, he's such he's got he's got a great look yeah um, oh a
2: shout out to alexis louder who plays uh lakeith's mom mm-hmm. who is from fucking cop shop one of the best action films
1: in the past 10 years please see it <laughs> younger version or or the younger okay. younger version yeah there's she... two great performances that we've or well i don't know version i don't know when the older version is in it actually maybe that's the third episode that we spend some time with her but 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 there's there's really good stuff coming from both actresses, yeah, but the younger 100%. one. Okay, younger yeah, one, she's really good. One.
2: Yeah, she's a great, great lead. I just like her in a lot of stuff. She kind of <laughs> just popped up into my world like two, three years ago, and I'm like, I love everything I see her in. But Cop Shop is especially.
0: She was okay. also in uh, that David Harbor Santa Claus she was uh, Vi- Violent Night. Yeah, she's great I, in that too. I
2: didn't want. Yes, yeah, she was so good in that. Um, and we,
1: and we just, haven't mentioned the actress who plays uh Emma the wife uh, but oh, Clark, yeah. Clark Backo is her name so she's i mean and she's the one she, from Letterkenny she's who, not from America she's Canadian she's can- I oh, think God. this is I think this is produced with a lot of Canadian uh, okay. financing yeah. or uh, you know in Canada or shot in Canada as much as possible a lot of places a lot of shows are using Canada yeah Uh, when they don't need they don't need like absolutely iconic locations that you can tell they spend a few days in new york and then the rest of the time in you know toronto or
2: whatever it's funny you say that i was just at warner brothers studios and they were talking about how like they have a new york on the lot and then canada (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like there and and then like atlanta if they really need a place they'll build a set in atlanta but like it seems to be like New York is Canada.
1: <laughs> also, an, an interesting thing to look forward to, Sam, Samuel T. Herring, who's the lead singer of the Baltimore-based uh, band uh, Future Islands, he's he's a oh, major yeah. character in this show, and he pops up in the third episode. Dan
2: Deacon does the music. Yeah, Dan Can Deacon we, we does talk does the about music. that? Yeah. That's insane. Let's talk
1: about it. Yeah, it's good. Shout and it's good. Dan, it, Dan Deacon. It's good. I mean, I've, I, I, the score... Like, I I found myself appreciating the score at a couple points and then going, oh, yeah, that's Dan Deacon. Like, it's not always what you would think from Dan Deacon. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, has like the, it, it's just like a traditional it's horror nice. score in some spots, but it's like really well done. It's the good, yeah. the yeah. good, creepy, evocative kind where it's about say, setting atmosphere up that just makes you feel funny. So. Really cool, man. Well, you know, Blew I don't just- Baltimore you what, represent. Don't you Go think ahead. what makes this show worthwhile, though, is the right from the start, it's got that cool little vignette with the ship on the water and the narration about like, Oh man. About like people coming from, coming from Norway and how did they survive this, this trip and then saying they had help. And you just know that means there's some kind of higher power or something in this story. And then he says, um, what does it tell me about your, tell me about your, past and I can tell you your whole story or something, but there's just like, it's got the feel of like a fairy tale. yeah. And then it gets into this really, you know, very believable kind of scenario. And then occasionally when it dips back out into that narration or that fairy tale, it reminds me of the way they use narration on Only Murders in the Building, um, which is like, they'll open and close episodes usually with a character giving like a narrative monologue with the music on that show, which is so good. But it's like such a good way to like set you into the world is like It doesn't always work to have narration, but when it's done well, it's such a good way to like, you know, give you some perspective and some context, but without doing like the, like, prosaic sort of narration that explains what's going on. It's more poetic. It's yeah. a little bit more like this is the guy who wrote this the book this is based on kind yeah. of giving you almost like he's the Rod Serling of a Twilight Zone episode saying, this is like the human story that we're talking about right now. And, you know, but observing it from a little bit of a distance, you know, it it there's there's something really appealing to me about that. And I think like, I don't know how they would go to a second season if they kill off the whole story of the book in one season, which they could. <clears throat> But the world they're setting up, the mythology that they're tapping into could easily be part of a tapestry that grows and grows. And, you know, I could easily see it being like a world people want to stick around in because it's got like there's a quality of fun to it that you maybe haven't seen yet but when it gets really into the more mythological elements it's got some crazy fun ideas it's am looking all, forward to that because i'm so all sad incredibly it, horrific and depressing it's all yeah. it's, it's all got like a veneer of horror but there's like it's like a it's like a mythological adventure almost yeah. more so than a than a horror story in a way yeah okay i mean it's this this like and we also
2: didn't talk about this like narrative of trauma the trauma you bring yes. to a situation and. How that affects relationships, things, people, places. You know, and, and sometimes trauma brings people together, whether we know it or not. There's like this like string that kind of pulls us unknowingly towards each other. Yeah. Um, you're right. That's... They
1: both have different trauma. Yeah. Like different yeah. like childhood parent trauma.
2: The dad stuff is like bothering the fuck out of me. I can't figure out why it's like the the, the image of the <laughs> The The smoke, the blue face, the blues. Yeah. Yeah. What am I? am I looking at? (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see more. Yeah. Uh, uh, So yeah, that starts this week on Apple TV Plus. The first three episodes come out, and then on a weekly basis from there. Um. So what else? What else? Uh, do we want to talk about Barbie a little bit, or do do we want to save that, or what do you guys want to do?
1: Well. Yeah. Do you think we would have a quick conversation about Barbie? I mean, it's been a while. We're coming in yeah. at the tail end of the phenomenon, so I guess yeah, we we, we could just have some some quick thoughts. You yeah, know, there's there's sure. plenty of there's plenty of great discourse already out there about this uh, movie. <laughs> And when I first saw it, I think I told you guys my general, you know, uh, feelings of, you know, I felt like I was sort of in line with the general herd uh, over this one. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought it had a lot. I think, I think it's an interesting movie because I think some people wanted it, needed it to be the best movie ever made, and other people needed it to be some awful you know, mistake that it, that it wasn't. Um, I don't know that I'm closer to the first group than the second group, but I don't think it's like perfect or, or anything, but I do think that it somehow managed to, you know, it's just one of those movies that feels like, Somebody did a thing. It's a complete statement, you know, and it and it is partially successful because it's a it's a historically well-known toy brand that has a lot of stuff associated with it. And it partially uh, was a huge success because of the word of mouth and all the, the the reasons why people were excited about the kind of message and stuff and yeah. the, the humor of the movie. So, I mean, I just I don't know. It's, we we kind of talked about it as the the Barbenheimer thing. This was just a win for movies in the middle of the summer of, of 2023 yeah. to have non superheroes non-sequels um that people were that excited to go see so yeah I, I i feel very warmly towards this movie even though i could nitpick it if someone were to you know say yeah you have to nitpick it
0: <clears throat> i think i mean us talking about it now is pretty well timed i mean the the digital release of this movie is this following tuesday so uh you know us talking about it on on the 8th and it's available i think it's on the 12th you can buy it at home or rent it at home if you want to watch it again or if you never saw it until we like we did recently but um yeah i think this is like a huge win as a movie like i I thought it was great i really enjoyed it quite a bit uh i I probably would say the same thing i don't think it's like a perfect movie it's not like top top of the year for me Uh, maybe maybe in the tops uh 10 15 i don't know of what i've seen so far but um I do think coming into it like kind of after the sensation probably excuse like my viewing of it only because I've all I've heard is just such amazing things from everybody I know, like literally people that never go to movies anymore just telling me about the movie, which is right. One, that's an amazing thing, you know, like the idea that this is going to be the biggest movie of 2023. I don't think there's going to be anything that comes out that gets close to it. Like it's, it's done like this is the biggest movie of the year. You know what started out as what would probably be like a two quadrant film became a four quadrant phenomenon yeah. and superseded any expectation. And on a daily basis in the weeks leading it to its release, its projections were like doubling, you know, because of great marketing, great reception, and just a great movie that was well-made. And I yeah, think like yeah. the idea, like you say, John, you know, using this historical figure, this, this toy, this icon, uh, and, and this brand as like kind of a launch pad for a really original film, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of a spoke in, in, in the middle of, I think was a really great approach. And I think having, you know, a great director like Greta Gerwig and a great cast all around this movie did nothing but just kind of take it to every next level that it probably could have went to, uh, you know, kind of going through this existential exploration of identity and, you know, you know, personhood, womenhood, manhood, like every, every kind of thing that this movie is kind of stepping into, I think it kind of handles really well across the board. Um, but yeah, I think it's extremely entertaining. It's very funny. It's got a lot of heart. I mean, there's some really, really great dialogue. The America Ferrera speech, like, I think is just, I thought was pretty incredible, um, especially like with her daughter watching her speak this, you know, this, this like, you know, monologue. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, the cast is really like what just, I think the performances really kind of are what just, uh, you know, kind of let this movie soar, even the narration by Helen Mirren and right. like, you know, these little asides from like, you know, like what well, note to the filmmakers, don't cast Margot Robbie as Barbie. Yeah. You know, if you want her to not look perfect, you know, well, that it's like, yeah, that, she, she, choosing yeah.
1: this, to, maybe you, this <laughs> wasn't the right actress to make this
0: point or something like right, that. Right. Right. Uh, you know, that, those kind of like winks, it just, it just kind of just exudes this fun nature of the movie, even though it's really kind of tackling some heavy themes. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they balance that really well. Margot Robbie is incredible. I think she's great as Barbie. I mean, but I think that, you know, you walk out of this movie being like, at least, you know, most everybody that I've talked to going in and even myself, like Ryan Gosling just kind of like blew my mind. Like he is just, he's a treasure. And we know how funny he is and how game he is. You know, the nice guys and even, you know, little comedic bits that he has in other movies that he's just, he's just so fun to watch, especially when he's got something like this. Um to do, and uh well, he's willing to look so stupid. Yeah, that's and the best it, part, and, and
1: it never hurts him. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, mean, it never yeah, hurts yeah, yeah. his status in my the mind. Status, like, yeah, like he did it. You talk about nice guys. He he's got some great physical comedy in that, and that was a real revelation to me because it was like, yeah. oh, he's not just a cool guy. He can totally be like the putts, and he does yeah, yeah, yeah. like some. I mean, he takes that to the next level as as Ken, and and it's like I think as it's I've heard people say it's it's funny that um. That guys think this movie is like, uh, you know, uh, the Ben Shapiros of the world, think this movie is some kind of anti-men statement. Yeah. When the, Ken is, they use him brilliantly to like illustrate something that I think we've all talked about actually, maybe yeah. not on mic, but like the how, how like so many guys don't seem to get that like, the patriarchy screws men too Yeah, out yeah, of yeah, out of girl. being themselves so often. Girl. And it's like so often that people act like that's not happening. Um, but I feel like this movie did a, did a good job of making that point. You know, it's not just about horses. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, making that point in a way that was funny and character driven and didn't take away from Barbie's arc. Even if what you're saying is very true, that if there is a takeaway from this movie, I have to say, I think the Ken stuff is the, is the, is the real, like, you'll be talking about it on the way out of this is, yeah. is
0: he's got, he's got the moments in yeah. the, in the, movie the outside of really... maybe the
1: speech that you're talking about <clears throat> was another big moment, but he's got like maybe the more dynamic character arc to go through. Barbie's a little bit more steady, but I think sometimes mm. protagonists have that thing. If you're not going to make your protagonist like wretchedly flawed, which they yeah, yeah, Barbie's yeah. not, then they sometimes don't have as much to do in the movie as the sort of villain, which is what Ken is essentially. He's the antagonist. <laughs> uh-huh movie
0: that, that, that you mentioned the horses that that line when like when he's like I never really even liked the patriarchy especially when I realized it wasn't about horses <laughs> like the way he delivers that is just like oh my yeah. god I was dying well oh. I loved him when he first
1: sees the world and he oh, yeah, yeah, sees sure. like like women like what time it is yeah yeah, right but it's like he 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 thinks it's so neat that the guys are in charge you know and again it's like it's so innocent that's the perfect I don't know they found so many perfect ways to make the joke they were making and I think you you, you can't discount like that Greta Gerwig and co-writer Noah Baumbach they're not like amateurs at this they're both like yeah. pretty, oh so good pretty good at so writing good. movies you know yeah. and i yeah. i think that that was another huge thing for me and i love hearing her talk about her choices and the things that influenced her and what she might want to do with other movies i mean i don't think she's going to be the kind of director that you can that you can pigeonhole um no for sure what did you
0: what did you think ronald i mean i, I mean see it.
2: i'm i'm in a marriage with a woman who is going through the same thing with her niece like so it's so I, I always think that like bonds between kids are the same, but like on no level is the bond that my wife had with her niece anything like a relationship I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. So you know she's she's twelve and she's and nothing's cool anymore that they liked nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing it, it, and it's it's heartbreaking to watch. It is, yeah, it is one of the hardest things in the world. Specifically because of the circumstances that brought them kind of close to see it happen the way that it's happening, um, so it hit me kind of hard. Um, Greta Gerwig Trojan horses me every time with 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 something I'm not expecting to feel mm-hmm. in a movie. So, you know, I was I was tearing up a couple of times. Like, but it it is fun. Yeah. It is it is irreverent, and I think that like Ryan is amazing. Simu, I feel like is not getting the credit. Uh, I feel like in in America, the, they to me are like the these kind of like people you should kind of be watching out for too, because they they're doing something different, like something a little yeah. like against the scroll guy uh, was great too. Yeah, there's like there's like these like. Characters in the background that are kind of like driving me
0: crazy. How <laughs> that's, good they are. that's what
1: I call him. Scroll yeah. guy. He's no
0: longer, he's no longer Kingsley ben He's just the Skull yeah. guy. Now, he had a funny Gra- bit with Gravic. The- Gravic. I, I don't remember what made me laugh so much,
1: but when whenever he had the binoculars and he was like oh looking at God, Barbie's oh feet good. from afar to his physical,
0: just his, I yeah, thought that I yeah. chuckled out loud. At he, like, he like, he yeah, like when he gasps, he's like, yeah, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and he's over yeah. there looking through the binoculars. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. they, but, but they fit in that that Gosling equation, don't they, Ronald? It's like Simu yeah. and yeah. and and Kingsley, uh, they, they both Kingsley. So that's his first name. Yeah, yeah. I get it right. Um, that. Like yeah, they too are like they get extra points for yeah. being like, oh, you you're a, you're a strapping, you know, young leading man, and yeah. you're willing to look this idiotic for this long and have the joke be on you, but also like. You get to be so much funnier when you let yeah. the joke be on you just a little bit, you and I do, think it's man. great to see them embracing that. You know, I'm all,
2: I, you know, I've took improv. The bigger swing guys always get the credit. the The, the people mm-hmm. that set them up are the people that set them up and make them look good. So, like, yeah, Ryan is incredible, but I think that, like, as a person who's trying to make things now, my brain is a little more cognizant of like who's giving these people the alley oops. Yeah, and I yeah. and I see like Simu and and Kingsley and, and America just kind of being this 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 sort of stability around Margot and yeah. and, and um Ryan just making these characters who they are and
1: and I, Greta Gerwig I, making all of that Greta, like Greta somehow Gerwig creating this be, playground for all this stuff you know man it,
0: it, it, it's, it's so crazy that it works so well like it, it, does. it, it really is it is yes. it really is like it sounds like it could have been like on paper like you know one of those massive ip flexes that is a is a train wreck but i mean it really was put into like such good hands and i think you know the way she approached like you know just the music and the practical sets and the effects and you know all these things like really netted such a positive thing as a movie going experience you know and i think you know see whether you see this in the theater with you know a crowd or you watch it in a theater with a you know yourself or at home whatever i just feel like this movie plays so well to you know the nostalgia of a brand or of a toy or something that a lot of people can if not relate to directly have 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 like a framework around and you know the importance that this this toy has or this iconography has in you know uh in in america in the world in 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 girlhood womenhood you know kids in general but i mean like specifically women it's just like and and they really took such good care in making sure that you know the way that they would exploit that in a movie would be beneficial for like really anybody that wants to watch this movie and that's where i really feel like the movie succeeds in being a four quadrant movie and it's why people like everybody saw this movie yeah like it's, yeah. it's just, it's, just it, it's it's pretty phenomenal really People the more felt like they
1: were supposed to go see this movie yeah you yeah know what i
0: mean yeah. the more it sat with me and i and, you know thinking about the the scenes and like the programming and even like the weird barbie scenes and like the casting oh, across she was the so board good. Kate was so good you know like will ferrell and you know he's he's doing his thing but i mean like everything just works across the board even him uh, doing his thing almost
1: becomes like a meta joke because he's totally done that does. thing before. Yeah. And he specifically, he was a similar character in uh, in the Lego, Lego movie, yeah. which is what this made me think of the most because it yeah. has similar like, oh, For somehow sure. you did a thing on a toy that someone yeah. else could have made into a shameless piece of crap and you made something like essential that, that yeah, to me totally. is like one of the best yeah. movies of of, you know, the year or whatever. I also think that there's a great, there's a great joke. Uh, towards the end, or not, it's not even so much like a haha joke, but it's just a great point. That, like, talk about meta. There's a point at towards the end where the Will Ferrell character and all the other executives realize that what they're suggesting is going to be they're going to make a lot of money off of this feminism thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and it's not treated as like, uh, look at those villains. It's treated like, oh, that's how they buy in. It's yeah. like, so, yeah. and so you think like, oh, that's how Mattel, that's how the studio, like it is a little yeah. bit of a comment on like how things happen, especially when you're talking about a brand like this, a brand this huge, that like, yes, you somehow have to, you have to please the people that want it to make a billion dollars yeah,
2: in order to make a
1: point that you want to make. I, there's something to that, but I th- yeah. I thought that all of that was like, the silliness of those guys was uh was you know like there's a commentary there too and i'm I, i'm wondering how much negotiation they had to go through with like the board of like mattel to be like we're gonna we're gonna depict you as idiots <laughs> how comfortable you know, are you with this l- yeah, listening, right.
0: to, listening to her like on a few podcasts that i i i you know she was inter- interviewed on and a part of i think prior well, actually, no, she was on it and I don't think any of the actors or actors were, but I mean she was talking about that, like just how shocked she was at like how game the the like Mattel, you know, as a company and also like in, in the interest of like whatever they want to do in terms of like, you know, making more movies about their products, whatever that becomes. Oh, like yeah, this that... is this, this, this is a bit of a unicorn, I think. But like yes, I, I, I think I think she was very much like direct in saying like it was crazy, like what they were game yeah. for. Like there was really nothing pers- like really not very much except for like maybe one or two things that like she changed in the original script or in, you know, some sequences that were shot that weren't even things that they were saying no to. It was more like her saying like it doesn't this doesn't fit here or right, this right. doesn't work here. Um, it was like the restraint that she was finding where she right. thought they were going to be the ones to pump the brakes. And it was more like her, you know, oh, Ryan, right Ryan and Margo. Um, but yeah, it's people, it's 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 pretty wild, like what you know, what they were cool with, which is people I, like I getting made fun yeah. of, man. That, that's I, I, a, that's a something I, I was noticing. That, that, it
2: could be that, yeah. People like getting swiped at as long as it's like this this the spirit of it is good, like it's yeah. well intentioned. People really do like getting made fun of. I, I think that's kind of like a a thing. So I I really do like that she it felt like she pushed it to the limit honestly as far to the line as you can go and it really felt like it took a swipe, took a jab at them took a jab at the idea of like you know the patriarchy selling something back to women like that in the way that men yeah. often do that we often do. That was so well done that it 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 shocked me you know yeah
1: who's yeah. that guy who's on the board at mattel who's also in season oh, one of the guy. after party
0: he's so good uh demetrio uh what's his last name demetrios is his last name i know who you're talking about yeah i, I was he just got out- he got like there-
1: three laughs from me out of uh, in barbie just from being fun like just from having a funny look on his face he just yeah. has a, he just has yeah, a good he's, physicality
0: he's good. um yeah jamie demetrio uh yeah he was in that first season uh, also I know there's a lot of the cast from Sex Education
2: yes the, the, is uh, in that
0: uh, mm, the uh, one
2: lady kind of looks like Margot
0: Robbie yeah Emma, uh, Emma Mackey's in Emma it Mackey and, and, and uh, and, uh, uh Connor yeah. Swindellis is in it he was Aaron the little like uh like the low level employee at Mattel that takes the news to yeah. Will Ferrell yeah one of the kids um, was also on the show too yeah that's uh, the one that, like that, that uh uh and Kudigatwa, like that's yes. the one who's gonna be in Doctor Who. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's a nobody. huge, it's a huge uh sex education representation, which by the way, final season comes out next month. Can't wait for that. Also, um, Alan
1: was great. Michael Sarah had some great moments. Michael Sarah. I love that he kicked ass. I love that, like completely yeah. out of nowhere, he can throw down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was so good. Oh man, and and not not like forcing diversity, right? Like Diversity just felt kind of natural in this. No, like, it was it was very. was great. Yeah, look all sorts of ways. you yeah. know? that was so cool. It, it it doesn't force it on you. It's just like, hey, Barbie. Hey, what's up, Barbie? Hey,
1: what's up, Barbie? Well, they I mean, if you specific. were to say it's control, it's almost like if you have a problem with if quoting if anyone were to say it was forced. Yeah, I would want to say, what do you think is forced? Tell me which of these is you tell think is- me because yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Because I think that like whatever you might say is like. Like, if it were to feel forced, I don't know. I just I just don't think this movie, like, I don't think that's where they were going to go with it. But yeah. I do think there was a natural understanding, kind of to what Steve was saying a minute ago, about all the different things this movie had to do to work. That's another thing it kind of needed to do, was yeah. like not just present this one version of what Barbie's supposed to be. And also like to maybe re- re- uh, recapitulate the whole thing for an era where most people don't think of this you know, as a like, like there are different decades of people and different reasons and different attitudes people have that they might love Barbie for various reasons. And I do think mm-hmm. this movie, kind of what you were saying, Steve, it, it does, it like, it gets all those people under this big tent. It like, oh, yeah. you, you like it ironically. Well, this movie's going to be good for you. Oh, yeah. you, you, oh, you messed up your Barbies and cut their hair and put makeup on them. And so, <laughs> g- guess what? There's one of those in this, you know? But you also have Issa Rae as like, uh, the, the, uh, you know president you know what i'm saying it's a, it's like yeah. it's it's not forced it's um Man, it's just great. part of it's like part of the tapestry of a movie that's really trying to do a lot of things and i guess that is the remarkable thing is that somehow it it clicks it didn't feel like yeah. they were doing too much um, yeah. but yeah the, but the, the tide of like we're making more movies out of toys that is uh, Get I out mean, here. it's going to be we're, we're going to you know the, when when they announced that Lena dunham is doing a uh, Polly pocket movie that's when i was like this sounds like an onion parody of yes the, of I they, pocket I, I think um, I I
0: think I wrote back to you like that's a joke right like, No it's our text yeah. thread oh, yeah. you're like very no real. no this is real very let me link real. you to the variety article. But
1: it's like they never learn the right lessons you know and oh, no, when it comes to lesson. these types of yeah. things the lesson is not let's get 43 toy related movies in 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 production the lesson is like let's give Greta Gerwig a few bucks to see what she wants to do you know Right like, yeah. yeah
0: for sure and then, yeah not even to make a Barbie 2 or to sequelize this thing it's like yeah let's just kind of what's the next original yeah. fun Thing that somebody can you know do, and whether it's leveraging a toy, let's have a conversation. But yeah, I don't know. This it was really really pretty great. I was I was very um, very entertained. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's coming out. If uh, if you didn't see it in theaters, if you want to see it again at home, even if you have, just uh, on demand this coming Tuesday on the twelfth, so you can find it on uh, any of the digital platforms. uh What else? Anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap up? That's the show. All right, cool. (laughs) Moviesmovie.com is the website. YouTube.com slash Moviesmovie podcast. You want to watch the video option. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks to uh, talk about some stuff. You know, that's what usually happens. Um, My required viewing pick as a reminder is Theater Camp, which also comes out on Video On Demand next week. Uh, And also, I think, on streaming on demand on Hulu. So you can watch that if you want to check it out with us. And uh, we'll be back with a new episode in uh, a couple weeks. So uh, we'll see you guys soon. And uh, as always, you made our day. Thanks.